What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Busy Sticks, the Geek versus all video game talk show. I'm Josiah Leroy. We're coming off a, a hyped, hyped week in video games here with me, my main man, Baba Yaga, John Fick. John, there's so much, so much to talk about. It, it, right it is the season, man. This is this is what I live for when it comes to games. I mean, like you're you're hyped up all fall to play to play the big releases and then the game awards. How much how much more fun can you get than the game awards? Uh, we had an awesome live stream. If you missed it, we were we were live on Facebook.com slash thegeekiverse. We did a a full watch along of the game awards. First time we did that, but it won't be the last time because we had a lot of fun. So that uh, that was really cool. But what a good show. We'll talk about it today. Yeah, just just an incredible time. Tim Talbot joined us as well. We we had a lot of fun in the chat and uh we had a lot of lot of fun when it came to all these special announcements that we got. So more on that later in the show. But uh, let's get things rolling right away here, John. It's your week for... Uh, well, hang on, hang on. I forgot. How almost jumped the gun. Uh, you almost second, jumped the gun. Time. Almost did it again. Uh, we're, we're not just talking about video games on the show. We have a passion for something else uh, that happens to go very, very well hand in hand with video games, and that is beer. So, John, uh, what, what do you got here? On, on the show for for busy sticks today oh, what, do you, what do you got in the glass at this point it's a meme and i did it for the meme and i but it's a great beer and i've had it before i haven't had it on the show yet but if you've been watching for some reason every show the local brewery big ditch has made an appearance either myself or josiah <laughs> has had a big ditch beer so i went to the beer store today and i'm looking around and i see this big ditch so they've got this line that's a beer that tastes like beer and this is the west coast ipa and the the idea of this line of beer that they do is it's a no frills they're not like adding any adjunct crazy different flavors they are making that style of beer to the book so they're using their expertise and they are making the most authentic west coast ipa they can or the most authentic goza or whatever whatever they do they've got a bunch of different ones um their martin was really good for oktoberfest um and i and lately i've just been craving bitter ipas um New England style hazy stuff, they're great. I've just been a little bit inundated with that kind of that kind of beer at this point. You walk into a brewery, that's that's all you're gonna find. They're gonna have like five IPAs and at least four are gonna be New England style. So I don't know. I've just been craving the bitter stuff, and that's exactly what West Coast IPAs will give you. Um, I've had this before, but it's it's incredible. So I picked it up again. And big ditch week four uh, with an appearance here on Busy Sticks. Dude, the. The onus is on me next week to keep the streak going. We don't have I, I love it. <laughs> we don't have to do that. There's so much good beer in Buffalo. You know the thing is, I like I like Big Ditch fine. They're not my favorite brewery in Buffalo. There's a lot of really good stuff around here. Big Ditch is great, but this has just been a funny coincidence at this point. Yeah, I, I love it. I love the the Martin that you mentioned as well. Really um, that was my my go to this October. My my dad enjoyed that a lot. Uh, for me, John, uh, this is one you you probably have not heard of, um, but we've we've got one a, a a New England IPA, excuse me, an Imperial IPA Ooh. from uh, other half. Ooh. So right there, right is, there. Is that a Chroma? I'm just kidding. Of course, you've heard of it. Uh, yes, it is. How do you say delicious? <laughs> so I'm uh, I'm a big fan of it. I actually have. Uh, it's funny, John mentions the hazy IPA thing. I have, have been, I'm like just a step behind right now. That's where I'm at. I, I want a hazy, juicy IPA in just in general for, for what we're talking about. Um, and then in terms of what I'm, I have here on the desk today with, with other half, dude, just about everything other half touches is gold. So yeah. big fan of what they've been doing. And uh, you and I go to a local place called Murphy Browns in, in uh, Clarence in suburb of what? western new york and they've they've always got at least uh, a few of those on tap so 
can't go wrong there. Oh, what glass we got? So I got myself a Pokemon one. Oh, I'm going to try to bring a gaming we... glass every week. So I've got Pikachu sitting in a nice little barrel there, a barrel-aged Pikachu, if you will, and a bunch of different little icons from the game there, some Pokeballs, some uh, some medicines, potions, stuff like that. So cool stuff. From our, our favorite glass supplier, glass to mouth, and we've got the Baby Yoda going oh, on yeah. there, Grogu. You've got barrel-aged got Grogu, and i got barrel-aged Pikachu. That's <laughs> great. Love it. That's really cool. Well, John, cheers as always, my friend. Cheers. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Well, it's your week for show and tell. Oh, yeah. So what's on the palette? So I promised last time I did show and tell that I wasn't just going to come bring the shiniest new thing that I just bought and that I'm excited about. I, I would I would get some stuff that's maybe relevant to the news or maybe has a story and is uh, historic or sentimental for some reason. And this week I did exactly that. Um, so what I have this week, I'll tell a story after, is my day one copy of Halo 3. So this is my Halo 3 copy. This is the special edition. This is the one where this stupid thing keeps sliding down because I didn't glue it very well. There was like forums about that every, every you know, all over the place when it first came out. Um, but not only did I bring this because Halo Infinite just came out, but last Wednesday I had to make a trip to Best Buy. I had to do an online pickup for a Christmas present and I was hanging out there. I was in the line there and there was this gentleman in front of me and he was probably in his seventies, uh, something like that. He was an older, older man had gray hair probably wasn't, you know, what you'd expect uh, the guy looking for, for the newest video game, but he gets up there and he, he gets handed a, a brand new copy of Halo Infinite. Again, this is last Wednesday. This is launch day of Halo Infinite. So he gets handed a copy of Halo Infinite and he just walks right out. And all I can think of was my dad leaving work early to get me this copy of Halo 3. He left work on his lunch break, took an extra long lunch so he can drive home and have it on my desk ready for me on Halo 3 launch day. And then he let me take the next day off of school. So that's all I can think about when I'm standing there at Best Buy and I see this man with white hair, just like my dad has, picking up a copy of Halo Infinite. And I'm like, man, we're talking, what, 2007? So we're talking, uh, what, 14 years later, almost 15 years later, Halo still has the same effect. We've still got fathers and mothers going out to uh, to pick up the game for their for their kids. So that's my show and tell. Dude, it's so special. I love that. Oh man, um, what a dad! You know, to take the time to do that, knowing how special it was to you, and then the you know, oh my gosh, skipping school. That was the thing when Halo, any Halo came out, right? Right. Um, yeah, that's awesome, dude. And my my dad too. Special shout out. Uh, he. I can't even tell you how many hours together we put into Halo 3 multiplayer together, sitting on the couch together. Um, I had, so I, that would have been college time for me. I'd get home from school and we would play long into the night, just over and over and over. And it never got old, man. That's never awesome. Never got old. It's, it's very so different. Like with, that's where we're, right. So with, with my dad, so he couldn't be, he, he couldn't be less interested in video games. And even as like a hobby of mine, not something he's generally showed interest in, but for some reason it's always been Halo. He's always realized how big Halo, how big of a deal Halo was to me. And even at my brother, my brother back in the day when he was into video games, um, I can remember almost like almost the same story as uh, Halo 2. Halo 2 comes out, I think it was also a Wednesday night. Uh, we had religion class after school on Wednesday at IOP, uh, back in our hood. Uh, so we, we, had, we had religion class, and we thought we were going to have to wait till the next day to get our copies of Halo, because it was, you know, we just got home from religion, it's late at night, and we both had two copies of Halo 2 sitting right there, ready for us to go. So for, for, so for some reason, my dad's always just had like a soft spot for Halo, because he just realizes how much it means to me. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I got a, that's a great story. Um, in terms of how I think uh, Halo is nostalgic for a lot of people, 
I felt, and we're going to talk about it because we're going to have a special episode of Busy Sticks uh, if John ever finishes Halo Infinite. Oh, come on. I'm finally finally on this side of the stick. (laughs) I know. It's always you. (laughs) It's always you. Let me have this. You got Um, it. It's all you. (laughs) No, I'm I'm, I'm only kidding. I, I, so I, I, we'll talk about it, but there's a nostalgia with Halo that with infinite specifically, there are elements of how I felt about the force awakens with star Wars and how it dove back in. And it took a lot of what I loved and had a lot of fresh freshness in terms of quality. And it just brought it all together. And at the end of the infinite campaign, I I was clapping. I was just like, Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do right now. It was just awesome. So more on halo later. Also in in the the coming days or weeks where we're going to talk about it in a special one-off episode. Uh, I don't want to step on your toes with show and tell, but I this is as fresh and shiny as it's going to get for me. I've got it, baby. I guarantee it's got the Switch OLED. Look got at that. Switch OLED. I uh, have not played it yet, but I've downloaded. Uh, I started my download. I had Metroid Dread going, and then um, the Zelda remake that that we got over the summer. So can't wait to actually sit down and play it. I don't have to threaten. You know, anytime John's over, he doesn't have to worry about keeping it in his sight or leaving it accidentally, anything like that. I've got my own Switch OLED. In part, again, thanks to John, by the way, who sent me the text uh, that one was available. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had that ordered within about 10 seconds. That was impressive. <laughs> like, that was very um, impressive. And if you would have waited another just, 10 seconds, I would have just bought it for you and we would have figured it uh, out. So I'm glad he got back to me true. quickly. I couldn't believe uh, how the timing of that worked out. That was good. But uh, yeah, it, it was awesome, man. So moving on to our next segment, again, whether you're uh, listening in podcast form on podcast services around the globe or watching at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse, we really appreciate you tuning in. Uh, what's in your system, John? As if there's a question, but I, I still want to ask, what's in your system? What are you playing? Yeah, so we're going to keep talking about Halo. I, know, I mean, I know you finished it, but I haven't had... This weekend, I was very busy. I had no time to play this weekend. Um, but after work today, I was able to get in a good amount of time. Um, I would say I am probably six to seven hours into it but maybe those first three to four hours i was doing everything like i probably those first three to four hours i probably spent more time just like clearing out fobs and just helping out random unnc like troops i I was just enamored with the open world and that's all i wanted to do is just like walk around and just keep grapple hooking things and just just see what i could do so those first three four hours i was really just digging into the open world and now i'm like okay that stuff's all going to be there for me when I when I beat this game. I'm sure. So I'm I'm kind of just main pathing it now. And you know, if I'm if I'm passing an FOB on the way to to the next main mission, I'll do it. But I'm trying to get through this story so we can have a good conversation about that. Maybe we'll even do a spoiler cast on this one. Might might warrant that. I think so. There's a lot to get to, uh, which we'll save for that. But John, I was kind of in a similar boat when I started. I was I was just um, was doing everything in sight from a side mission standpoint or activity standpoint, and then there was a certain point where I was like, I got to go. I just got to play this thing. Like I can't wait any longer. And you know, the, the other stuff I'll get to. And I, I plan to go back and I mean, you can't really hundred percent this, so to say, but uh, I, I want to just clean up the map, get, get everything. everything that I possibly can. Yeah. I'm loving it. I mean, I've got really nothing even to say that would be spoilerly because I really haven't hit the heart of the story yet, but I just, I, I'm really loving the, the, the relationship with, uh, with chief and, and the weapon and uh, the, the, the Marine on the ship, like everything is just feels so, so good. I mean, it's like, Man, coming from Halo Five, where I just couldn't care less about that story, and it was just such a slog to get through. This really, really feels it feels special. Um, the the writing, it just itself, it just make it just feels like the original Halo trilogy. Like I, I'm 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 Chief, and like I care about 
what's going on. And then the way that they've been able to incorporate open world is just so good. I mean, like you would almost never realize that the Halo, Halo franchise wasn't always open world. It just feels so it feels so real, feels so good. You just walk in. I mean, every, everywhere you go, there's just something to do, but you can skip it and just go to the main mission if you want to. It's just it's just designed really, really well. Dude, they nailed it. They nailed the dynamic of the open world. And I was worried about that. And I was like, to a degree, I don't want to change Halo up, but it is what it is. And we got there and it made it all the better. And it's not this huge, expansive world that feels like you're never going to get to all of it. It's it's like the perfect size from what I've seen so far. And the story is just beautiful and wonderful. And it really, really scratches that itch for longtime Halo fans who I think pine for maybe a little bit more something close to that original trilogy. Um, and I think it's safe to say we got that while this all felt fresh. And you're right, man. The the weapon, I love that character. Like she's she's amazing. What a wonderful performance that is. Um, their dynamic is just beautiful. It's kind of like a father-daughter relationship there. Uh, what else? Anything else uh, going on in the system these days? Yeah, the only other thing is uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. I've been, I haven't touched it in a few days. I've actually been, I just got to the legendary. I know you're not a big Pokemon guy, but I've, I just got to the point where I'm at Dialga, and it's just like this, you know, you walk up to it and you, you press A and you start your encounter. And I'm trying to shiny hunt it, and the only way to do that is to literally close the game out and relaunch it. And I think the odds of getting a shiny without having the shiny shiny time for completing the game are like one in over 8,000. So I'm just like, all right, I'll spend a few days just clicking, clicking and closing and clicking and closing and see if I can get the shiny. It's it's not going to happen, but I've probably spent a few days just sitting on the couch watching TV just doing that. So I haven't progressed that game in a while. I've just been trying to reset shiny hunt the the Dialga. Um, I'll give up soon because I know it's not going to happen. It's like I said, it's like a one in over 8,000 chance that I, I popped a shiny on this bad boy, but... I'm messing around with it, but I, I want to. I want to complete that because I'm having a lot of fun with it. That's that's the point of all of it, right? Um, so I we talked a lot about Halo for me. That's obviously been a, a constant. Not only did I I finish Halo's campaign yesterday, I had a, I had a legendary day. No pun intended there. Uh, I finished Deathloop. So we talk about the shoe on the other foot, right? right. John finished this ages ago when it came out. And I made a lot of mistakes in terms of my gaming time <laughs> and schedule. I loved all the games I played. It's just unfortunately fell down the priority list pretty quickly when Guardians of the Galaxy came out. So finally made myself sit down, get back to it, had those final few runs. And man, oh my gosh, that final run is exhilarating. What a special game. So well designed. Is. It's so different. There's nothing like it, man. There's nothing like nothing. it. So cool. And it's not it, your run-of-the-mill time loop game where you got to really figure out it, and be on the ball. It's not your run-of-the-loop time loop game. I've said loop a lot there for a game called Death Loop. <laughs> and it's not your run-of-the-mill uh, Bethesda game or your run-of-the-mill Arcane game. If you have any kind of preconceived notions about any of those three things, throw them out the window. This game is awesome, dude. It's This game's for everybody who likes action games first person shooters any of that like this game's for everybody i don't i don't really like uh time loop games i don't really like bethesda games and i don't really like arcane games like i couldn't get into the designer stuff we talked about that a little bit death loop is really really different and really cool i recommend it. everyone checks it out especially if you can find it on a good holiday price people are gonna think i'm crazy for saying this um so i'm gonna say it and then i'll explain i think it's bethesda's best game ever i, I think it it's as as close to perfect as it can be it is truly remarkable. And if you want a fresh experience, there's nothing like it out there. Like we said, uh, you know, you, you could say, Hey, there's fallout. There's elder scrolls. Some people would, would say the Wolfenstein gate, Wolfenstein games. 
dude, I this is it for me. Like, it's just it's so well done, and it, that's maybe something we even need to. I know we're past. Gosh, this game came out in September, but I have a lot to say about it. So maybe maybe we'll set aside time to to talk about that on another episode too. But can't recommend it enough. It's it's on sale right now in numerous uh, retailers. Go get it. Yeah, it was, it was as cheap as thirty bucks, I think, during like the Black Friday Cyber Monday rush. So if you can if you can find that pop back up again, I mean, jump on that. That game is so worth it. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. That's a game I, I might want to go back and platinum. We'll see. Yeah, I've been we'll thinking see. about it. I'm, I'm like, all right, when I, when I find a lull here, what's the game I want to kind of dive back into? That's the one that keeps uh, keeps popping up in my brain there. Yeah, I, I feel like that's where I'm going to get to. Uh, nothing else in the system at the moment. It kind of feels freeing. Uh, I'm going to bide my time until life is strange just in a, in a few weeks here. Oh, nice. And then uh, we, we've got, uh, at least I have, it takes two downloaded and ready to go. So, I, is, I do uh, as well. Gonna, <laughs> all right. John and I are going to dive into that one uh, very shortly too. Uh, John, we, we did have some really good news today before we get into the game awards. If you are a fan of buying any sort of merchandise just in general, when it comes to PlayStation, we've got a lot on the horizon here just a few weeks away come january we are finally getting the color panels that, that you can customize your playstation 5 with as well as a handful of new controllers that match those colors in addition to what's already on the market we've got a nice blue we've got a pink and then for me the one i've been waiting for the one i almost wanted to go and customize myself a purple controller purple and orange as you can see if you're watching the video over my uh my shoulder there i've got the orange and purple switch joy cons that's it for me I cannot wait to get my hands on that. I ordered one today from PlayStation Direct. Awesome. So, are you going to get the shells uh, as well? Are you going to, you know, take the plunge and make your PlayStation match the controller? I'm, I'm going to wait for now. You brought up a really good point today in our group chat that I like, or you wanted to see what your entertainment system will kind of look like um, when that time comes with the, the colors and, and what the existing white looks like. I love how mine looks. I'm, I'm going to keep it for now. Maybe change it up in the future. I got to say, I really like how the black looks. Oh, it's clean. There's something about it. It's clean. Yeah, very clean. Yeah, it looks really looks good with cool. the light. Any anything jumping out off the page at you in terms of the colors? You plan on getting the the panel down the road? A controller? I'm so torn because I did already buy a second Dual Sense. I have the, the the black one, the midnight black one, and I love it. But that blue just is just perfect for me. Just much like you in that purple. That is like my ideal blue. Like I mean, here's my. Here's my trusty PlayStation Vita. It's it's close to that, but it's even it's a little Very. bit it's a little bit lighter than this. It, it, I just think it's so clean. I I, I would take that control that Dual Sense and those uh, those panels in a heartbeat. I just don't know if it's worth me dropping that kind of money for it. Um, I will say this is something that even though the the panels made a lot of sense, I never saw PlayStation doing this, or I didn't think they would do it for a long time. I mean, we're not we're, we're at year one here, and they're already offering those. I don't know, just knowing the company that PlayStation has been, and the, they've been very like apple about things like this is our experience you're going to have our experience and like you know that's what it is it's, it's a walled garden if you will uh, i didn't expect them to even come out with different dual sense colors or have those panels so i'm, I'm so glad they did i'm with you on the dual sense like this is really early in a generation to get all those colors for them like. yeah even, yeah for even for what we had with the the black and the, the uh, crimson red whatever yes um that, that was surprising to me but i like it i love it you know why, cool. why not and it the PS5s are in short supply these days. At least you can throw some accessories out there, right? Might as well rack it up while you can. Right. I think uh, um, the price is good too. Fifty-five bucks for those panels. Like I joke, I didn't even joke to you. I said to you, like I want. They're probably gonna be hundred bucks. Like that. That seems like a, a PlayStation price tag to put on two pieces of plastic there. 
Um, but even like Dbrand, a very popular like uh, customization skin website, they sell those panels too. And those, those are 60 bucks. So PlayStation even undercut them. I guess that makes sense because they kind of have to acquire the white ones and customize them, I think. But whatever, not a bad price. Yeah, definitely reasonable, I would say. Um, in terms of the Game Awards, we're, we're going to go through some of our uh, favorite moments for the show. There was so much to like for, throughout the three hours. Keely did a wonderful job again. We had some wonderful special guests. Uh, of course, it feels like the awards now take a back seat to the show with all the announcements we've been getting in the, in the past few years. But uh, you, me, and Tim had a genuinely great time, I think, watching this together, having the live stream on Facebook. Uh, if you watched at facebook.com slash the Geekiverse, we really appreciate that. But um, we, we, we're not going to go through everything here. Uh, we're not going to recap the whole show. We're going to kind of pick and choose some bullet points to go through and, and give our analysis on them. Uh, and uh, I think that's about it. But I want to start with, we had a few predictions before the show. Uh, I'm a, a little bit surprised that we didn't get John's. So, so John, you mentioned the, the long talked about and rumored Bioshock, whatever that looks like. Felt like this was the time, right? It was 2017, I want to say. Uh, that that kind of started uh, picking up some steam, right? Felt like we were going to finally get that. We didn't. Yeah. So there was a, I mean, there was a leak that came out the last couple of weeks that that leaked the title, and again, I keep forgetting that title. But they did say a, a Q1 2022 or like you know a spring 2022 reveal. So if that leak is true, I guess we really had no reason to expect it, just because you know that leak is pretty detailed. So we, we we're, we're thinking it holds some weight. Um, so I, you know, it was kind of wishful thinking, but I would have liked to see it. I, I, I want more Bioshock, you know? Yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm ready. We're overdue for one. Uh, one, one of my predictions did not come true. The pipe dream, selfish wish of mine to get Arkham on a Nintendo switch. It's only a matter of time, folks. It's going to happen. We did get some rock steady in the form of suicide squad. Kill the, the justice league. We got a new trailer there. Really excited for that game. Uh, one of my predictions was uh, based off of a, a report that came out maybe about a, a, a few weeks ago uh, regarding Star Wars. But we're going to kick it off right there because why the hell not? And I know John's got a lot to say about this based on some other wonderful forms of media. So uh, I predicted pre-show that we would get either the Quantic Dream Star Wars reveal that was rumored or we would get something we just have not heard of anything. Something Star Wars was going to come out of left field. Feels like we're, we're just ramping up right now with all the Star Wars license that is out there. So happy to say, shockingly, they kicked off the show with Star Wars Eclipse. I thought you were what? crazy for, for that prediction. I thought you were crazy for the Quantic Dream prediction. With the, you know, the second prediction that, okay, maybe something Star Wars we haven't heard of before. Fine, that, that's easy. But the Quantic Dream, I'm like, that rumor just came out. I have a hard time even believing that that studio is making a non-story based walking simulator Star Wars game of all things. I don't know. I don't know. I can't believe you got that right. <laughs> and on an established IP, which is really a first for them. So, yeah, I uh, what a moment. What a moment. If you can go back and watch that, just the sheer joy and emotion that came from the three of us, especially, I mean, a little bit extra sweet that the prediction came right because yeah. usually I'm, I'm way off in left field. So this, this was wonderful for me, but uh, man, star Wars eclipse job. We're getting a game in the high Republic era. The first entry in sort any sort of media. That's not books or comics right now. We got to wait some time before we get some movie announcements. We, we assume, but man, take me through your emotion and excitement for seeing this. Cause you're one of the, 
the the people that I most know that champions the High Republic era and one of its biggest advocates right. is I'm slacking big time. You're excited. You get all the comics. You get the books. You're seeing some characters. You're pointing out names you think that they might be. Whereas this is brand new to so to the vast majority of Star Wars fans. Talk me through your emotion and excitement in seeing this. Yeah, I, I would say most people are just pumped to see a Star Wars game and then double excited if you're familiar with the studio or maybe upset, depending on your point of view, to see that Quantic Dream is making the game. So it's just like a very unique surprise for, for all. But for me, the biggest thing is that it's a, the High Republic game. So if you look over my, my right shoulder here, all those books are Star Wars books and most of them are High Republic. Uh, so it's been a new initiative for for. The, the team over at Star Wars and it started off as, as just books and they, they did say it's going to be a new multimedia event to tell this generation of Star Wars. So we knew more was coming. Uh, we didn't know if it was going to be games or Disney Plus uh, or film film or whatever, but I'm just such a fan. I, I, I've So the first two main novels are already out. The third one's coming soon, I think in January or February. And there's a bunch of like young adult novels as well as the comics. And I'm like up to date on all of it. And I, I don't think it'd be crazy for me to say that it is already my favorite era of Star Wars. Like it is, it's really well done. The The characters are super cool. And just to see, it's like the promise of the politics that we, the interest of that, the politics that we could have gotten from the prequels, which in my opinion, were a little boring. All that stuff's awesome with a, a, a fully thriving Jedi council. Um, and just the, the being protectors of the galaxy and, you know, expanding out to the outer rim, the high Republic rules. So the fact that we're getting a game, it, it's just, it's just too good to be true. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Dude, I'm so excited. I t- I've talked about this on the show. I mean, my gosh, everyone knows that I'm just... You could put Star Wars on anything, and I would be like, I need that. I want to go see it. I want to go play it. Uh, but I- I've talked about getting excited for things that John gets excited for, because that passion is contagious. So for him to really be this excited about something in the High Republic, uh, it that that's all I need to know. I'm good to go. Like, I- I'm going to go finish that book eventually yes you have to we have to talk about that but you have two books to finish because the the main the main story is really really good like the so far so we're in like phase one of the high republic but the the first phase was split into three like mini phases right so we've got three big novels and it really does feel like the story is like grand enough to you know beat wise to compare to like a, a trilogy of the star wars films it is that it is that impactful and that good um what i'll say that i hope for is i hope that i don't not not that it's necessarily a retelling of these books, but I hope that the main characters from these books are incorporated. You know, I'm not saying that we need, you know, we need people to read these books before they play the game. Obviously, that's not the point. We want to introduce these people, introduce people to this, uh, this era in multiple different ways. I just love these characters so much. So I really hope that uh, they use what they already, they've already established here. I echo that sentiment. And I, if you look at the trailer, which, by the way, what a reveal, because you didn't know it was Star Wars right away, right? There was some time, at least, I would say half a minute into it before we were getting any sort of, oh my gosh, this is happening. For sure. Of, of course, you see the lightsaber at some point. Now, when you when you rewatch that trailer, the music is more obvious, but we were watching, we were talking to each other and stuff like that. So like the music would have given it away for us, I think, a few seconds earlier if we had been watching kind of like, you know, in a different environment. But but still, you know, they got that guy drumming away. We have no idea. It's just mass effect what is this what's going on here it's avatar <laughs> yeah drax the destroyer the video game like right. who knows what's going on there you guys looking uh, like voldemort a little bit yeah exactly <laughs> there's there's so much going on look at all the different aspects of that trailer right like it echoes the high republic book from what i've read so far there's so many different grounds to touch upon so many different story arcs within the overall arc like 
Oh my gosh. And honestly, so I, like you said, there's some people out there who are going to roll their eyes or, or not be a, totally happy that Quantic Dream is doing this. I am a, a, a fan of the IPs that Quantic Dream has put out there and, and done so far, whether that's a heavy rain or beyond two souls, Detroit become human. I mean, my goodness, I went all the ba- way back with, um, what is the game? It was a 2000, um, Indigo Prophecy 2005. They they re-released it for PS4 limited run games. So I've played a lot of their catalog. I like the 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 slower pacing, the more thoughtful story, and I'm excited to see that in in a Star Wars game. However, they're touting it as an adventure game. Uh, more so, there's going to be more action. There's going to be that Quantic Dream narrative, and of course, it, like you see in a game like Heavy Rain, there's numerous characters that you're gonna. It sounds like be a part of or, or or at least take the reins of so all of that mixed in just makes this i mean i i couldn't be more excited for this to get here i'm a, whenever that is i'm a little worried with it being quantic quantic dream I, I i do hope that there's a combat system and i hope that they they do it well i mean it's a star wars game you want to be able to have fun lightsaber battles and you want to use you know force powers and you know maybe you want to fly a ship or two so hopefully hopefully it's not just kind of like the on rails experience that we're used to from a quantic dream game you know just kind of like you're your quick time events um again we, we've got a little indication that it's not that but how well can this studio pull that off because they haven't really done it before so um a bit skeptical but i mean like overall excited even even if the game is you know not too fun to play at least it's going to be a good story yeah i couldn't agree more there i think that's that's the big thing as i'm thinking about it there's to my knowledge unless i'm missing something that that's five star wars games in development we've got eclipse from quantic dream which we don't have an ETA on. It's going to be a while, I think. Uh, we've got the the Ubisoft title. We have the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order uh, from Respawn. We have the KOTOR remake, which, oh my gosh, just goosebumps even thinking about it. And then we've got Lego Star Wars, if that ever comes out, which seems like it's the most finished of the games. Isn't there a, a Switch exclusive like Bounty Hunter game that's also in development? Am I making there, that up? There is. I didn't include that. It's Switch and Mobile right. uh, called Hunter hunters got it okay so i i I didn't know it was mobile too and now i understand why i didn't include that yeah so you could argue that there's six there uh that's gonna come out soon i don't know when that is but they just revealed the characters that you can play it's kind of like an arena shooter from what i understand and they're not based on existing characters like it there's a little bit of a goofiness to it like you can play as a a Jawa, but it's really two Jawas standing on one another because they're too short. Got it. So you run around shooting people like that. Okay. It's free to play. I'm going to play it on my switch as soon as it comes out so I can check it out. But, um, anyway, that's, that's incredible. If you, five, like really a big budget star Wars games on the way, this reminds me very much of, of the early two thousands when you couldn't keep up. There was a new star Wars game every 10 minutes. It felt like, right. And, uh, you got some good studios involved. That's that's the big thing. We talked a little bit about it during our live stream of the Game Awards. Like that's what's fun about this. It's no longer just your EA deal. You know what I mean? That like obviously they put out what they put out and they canceled what they canceled and it, it didn't work. I think you know you got some fun stuff out of it, but I think most people will agree that deal didn't work out for either party, right? Um, it, it's just cool to see the fruits of that you know that ambition you know that that new initiative to, for them to just say okay we're taking this franchise star wars isn't going anywhere we can't just let it sit here and die we have to do something with it so they're giving it to these well-established studios and they're you know letting them do some different stuff with the games like all in order very very different take on a star wars game very very methodical combat and a, a story that was something i didn't expect to see in a star wars game anytime soon so i'm excited it is a failure on Really, both parties, EA and 
uh, Lucas film to not capitalize on the intense excitement surrounding the force awakens. And then even a few years later, tell me argue what you will about what you thought about the movie, but the last Jedi, they had that level of excitement as well to not be able to get some games. I mean, they got two games out, both battlefront games. So it is what it is, but to not be able to have anything like this was, was a missed opportunity. Now in the new branding and kind of the loophole, if you will, of Lucasfilm games, uh, we're going to hopefully get some really, really good stuff here. And like we said, some really, really big studios known for their quality work. Right. The future is very bright there. So yeah, there was, there was some fun stuff at the game awards, but I think it's going to be a tough argument to make that that wasn't the, the biggest announcement of the night. That was, that was crazy, man. And they kicked it off. They kicked off and they, that, the night with that. You know, and that was almost a misstep uh, because I, like we're like, okay, if they kicked it off with this, what's the what's the one more thing? What are they finishing with? Like, I almost it almost would have been better for them to to maybe you know save that for the end. But there was still a lot of other good stuff which we're going to get to. I love that they did that because it was different, if nothing else. Right. Typically, that's your lead off or your your leave off, I should say. Uh, to to do that, and there was some some interesting announcements after that really right. had us hype still which is saying a lot and if anything it was a really good strategy too because it got us excited it's it, it, we're sticking around going oh my gosh what's yeah next? You know? and, and i guess that's kind of easy to say because you know that's what you always expect the biggest thing at the end but for the game awards a show that is two hours long and has a pinnacle it has a, a climax game of, game of the year is supposed to be kind of the point of the end of the show um so those two things considered i guess it does make sense to kind of lead off with your biggest announcement if it's not a you know a, a winner yeah jeff knows what he's doing yeah yeah kudos uh also real quick if i could you know before we get into the other stuff uh we we all agreed it was a nice way to kick off the show with jeff saying hey we're we're not going to tolerate any of the crap that's going on out there we're going to be inclusive we're going to do our best uh to all be on the same page and make sure gaming is is uh kind of a a good if not safe environment for for everybody and i liked it because he didn't drag any politics into it he didn't have any agenda. All he was, he was just saying what he said. And right. it was that we want gamers to have a place to game and that's it. And we're not going to tolerate the crap. Just thought it was really good. I, I, I agree, but I also dis- disagree a little bit. I, I wish he would have doubled down a little bit more on Activision Blizzard. And I wish he would have named them and kind of just uh, condemn what was going on right now. And I've heard people say like, oh, okay, if you're going to talk about that, you got to talk about Ubisoft. You got to talk about what happened at Riot, everything like that. Okay, but this is what's in the news right now. So let's focus on this. Let's fight this battle. Let's take sure. this down and let's let's move on to the next thing after that, right? Like it, there's some really nasty stuff going on over there with Activision Blizzard, Activision Blizzard and there really needs to be some change in leadership and it's very obvious and it's obvious that that's what Jeff was alluding to. You know, more so the bigger picture because this is obviously a big thing among games. I just wish you would have name dropped so we can kind of, you know, bury that specific issue a little bit so maybe we could have got a little bit more pressing in uh, progress on it, but I'm I'm glad he talked about it. I am, for sure. Yeah, I can respect that point for sure. Um, I a few more bullet points here. I mean, gosh, I, I'm not going to recapture my excitement that I, I had for Star Wars, but there's some pretty damn awesome stuff here that I, if you would have told me going into the night, I'd see it. I'd be like, get out of here right now. Uh, Wonder Woman. We're getting a Wonder Woman game. Which, what? <laughs> uh, I, I thought that was my bet all these years that Rocksteady was going to be working on a Wonder Woman game. A lot of people said Superman. I was like, I think it's Rock. Uh, I think it's Wonder Woman. Well, I was wrong. But anyway, Monolith. Monolith known for the Shadow of Mordor series and their wonderful, wonderful nemesis system, which it sounds like we're going to get a little bit of in this game. We don't really know anything about it. Uh, We just got a very brief tease. Wonder Woman, I am like 
I'm all over the place with how excited I am for this and finally be, being able to, to take control of that character in a central game. I mean, goodness, John, what, what better time to get Wonder Woman in the fold, right? Yeah, super cool. I mean, you've got you've got limitless potential with what you can do to make that character fun to play. I mean, that is such an acrobatic, uh, acrobatic superhero with really really cool move set and power set. That I mean, that 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 lasso is going to be fun to use. Maybe get a little invisible jet action. I mean, who knows what they're going to do? But like the move set and, and the acrobatics are going to be a lot of fun if they can nail the combat. So yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm very excited about that, and uh, I'm a big fan of those Shadow of Mordor games. I. Uh, I, I was just thinking about it the other day. I'm like, I can't believe we haven't gotten a third game in that series just yet. It's been a few years. I think 2017 uh, was when the last one came out. Right. Now we know why. Uh, I, they've been working on something else. I will say the pressure's on, though. We're, we're in a world where like studios are nailing these entries and these... Uh, these superheroes and the way they feel to play. I mean, like you're, I'll, I'll give it to your favorite franchise and they, the the pioneers behind all this, the Arkham games. I mean, they've really nailed what it feels like to to play Batman and what a what, what Batman gameplay looks like. And then all of a sudden, Insomniac comes around and Spider Man is just so good and feels so good to be Spider Man. And then the flip side, you got Avengers and people are thinking, well, maybe they didn't nail this so much and they got a lot of criticism. Um, so I think the spotlight's on nowadays because superhero games are getting so good. So very interested to see how they handle it. Or how they execute, I should say, and some uh, presumably good stuff in the pipeline too, right? With uh, another Spider-Man game, uh, we've got Wolverine coming, which it's it's Omniac, so we know it's going to be good to right. uh, a certain degree. But like, yeah, you're right; the bar is set really high for these. And I was thinking about it today too on the drive home, and I was like, man, Spider-Man and uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales—those are two of my favorite video games of all time. Hundred percent, they're that good. They're that good. I think about those games all the time. And honestly, I play those games all the time. That's one of those things where like, I am just sitting around. I'm just bored out of my mind. There's nothing to watch. I don't want to play anything. I will just boot up the PS5 and just swing around New York City as Miles. And I'll just do that. Like, I'll even do that when like, I'm just, I've got a couple of friends over and we're just like talking and doing nothing, have a couple of beers. And there's really no, you know, substance to the conversation where some people would like, you know, beat up, boot up FIFA or Call of Duty. I'm just swinging around Miles Morales, man. I'm swinging around that, that city because it's just so fun to do. Yeah, it really is. They they nailed everything that they needed to in that game. It's it's near perfection. Uh, I was thinking earlier about the PS5 because we got the announcement on the the colors for the controls and the the panels, and I was like, I can't believe that I got my first experience with the PS5. Really got to be Miles Morales. What an immensely wonderful way to launch a system. One of the best launch titles of all time, in my opinion. Agreed. Yeah, I think it loses a little bit of uh, its credibility because it came out on PS4, so it wasn't you know a must-buy for the system, but I don't care about that. I was going to buy a PS5, so I got to play this on my PS5. Still, to me, like, yeah, top-tier launch title, just like you know, Zelda Breath of the Wild in my eyes. I, I, I'd be playing that game regardless. If I didn't get my hand on a PS5, I, I'd be playing it on PS4. Just It was a can't-miss. Uh, really big one for me, selfishly been yelling about it for years among many other uh kind of cult following gamers we're getting alan wake too did you see sam lake's tweet by the way no (laughs) so people have been asking him about it for like a decade now right because the original alan wake came out in 2010 uh so it was just on repeat in all caps alan wake 2 is confirmed alan wake 2 is confirmed (laughs) it was just it was so awesome uh, it's probably his, I would I would guess his most asked question in his career. Yeah, it's, but it's like too. It reminds me of uh, Andrew Garfield, who's out right now on a press tour for a completely different movie. And like every every time he's you know sitting down with the media, he just has to talk about Spider Man. It's gotta be, it's gotta be so frustrating. 
what a great and also terrible time for him to be on a press tour. <laughs> I know. I would say mostly terrible. <laughs> yeah, probably. He's such a champ. Uh, I was watching a video um, about 20 minutes or so. Him, Toby, everyone, Emma, anyone who's been in the Spider-Man movies that are not in the MCU, just basically 20 minutes straight of them denying that they're in the new Spider-Man movie on talk shows. And it's so funny and playful there so I, I didn't see like a big compilation of that but i did see somebody mash up one of his responses with one of his line deliveries in the spider-man movies so i don't know if this was amazing spider-man one or two but there's this one scene where he like mentioned something like that oh i came in through the chimney and and the person's like we don't have a chimney and he goes wait what like as like a very obvious i'm lying what do i do and he answered that almost exactly the same way when somebody said that they know he's in spider-man he's like wait what it was like and and those clips are matched up and it's like same energy same energy (laughs) oh my gosh the the thing i saw uh that really means nothing but um it was the first time it wasn't like an outright denial was um Someone was like, so, so, you know, rumors are you're, you're in the new Spider-Man movie. And he's like, oh, oh yeah. Kind of like he hadn't heard about it. And, uh, they're like, yeah, what, will you go on the record and, and say if you're in the movie or not? And he goes, I guess you're just going to have to wait and see. And I was like, he didn't say no for once. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be so sick of this that he's just like either just having more fun with it or is just getting more loose about it. And you know, you know what? Normally we wouldn't go this far down the Spider-Man rabbit hole, but it is Spider-Man week. We are seeing that movie in three days. So we're allowed to talk about Spider-Man on this podcast right now. I can't believe that we get to see that this week. This feels not quite. It's close. But it's, it's close. It's in the ball. It's in the conversation. With how I felt getting into Infinity War and, and Endgame, where I'm like, oh my gosh, yep. I feel the it's butterflies. Close. I can't wait. Like I'm gonna be amped up that Thursday night. We got a few nights to go here. Woo. Woo. All, All right. right. Back to video games. And back off off of our soapbox here for Spider-Man. Alan Wake 2. We're getting a little bit of a different game, according to Sam, like the creative director. We're getting a little bit more into the horror elements of things. Yeah, survival of, horror. It's, that's, that's psychological right so that that, that interested me because i never played alan wake and I, I didn't really have a plan to go back and do so and i still might not because nowadays we're, we're in the we're in a realm where people are rebooting these games so many years after right so we've seen we see this all the time we're like all right the second version or the third version of this game is out a decade later plus so they're kind of like spiritual reboots in a sense so for some reason i have a feeling that i'm going to be able to play alan wake 2 without having to worry about the first one so i'm excited about it i'm gonna, I'm gonna dive in hopefully I'm going to, without obviously knowing what happens in Alan Wake 2, I'm going to almost definitively say you can. Um, And I I worry, so I I picked up the Alan Wake remaster in October. It's one of the other reasons I didn't get the death loop. But uh, I played through it and loved it, and it was nostalgic for me because I played the game when it came out on Xbox 360. And uh, there's certain quality of life improvements there. Obviously, the the textures and graphics and the lighting look really good. Some of the gameplay is a little clunky. feels definitely a little dated. I worry about someone like John diving into that and being like, I don't get it. Because you didn't play it when it came out, so that context is missing, and I don't think you'll ever see that. I could be wrong. You could pick up the game and be like, dude, this is freaking awesome, but probably not. So I'm a big believer in jumping into a sequel like this where you got by the time it comes out 13 years between those releases and not worrying about the past. Like, I don't think you have to have that context. Right. I'm going to watch a YouTube video. Yeah. I'll get, I'll get a story recap, you know, that's, that's exactly it. Like you don't have to worry about the rest of it. And it's so cinematic and, and story based anyway, that it probably makes sense to do that. Cool. So, uh, this game says 2023, 
I feel like that's not happening. I have no reason to believe that, really. However, uh, this has been rumored to be in development for a few years now, really, since Remedy Remedy has has taken things to a new level, especially with their control uh, kind of shared universe, if you will, between Control and Lynn Wake and whatever else is coming out. Speaking of Remedy, I'm excited to play through Crossfire X when that hits in February on Series X. Very different uh, for them, right? I mean, I know it's not a new announcement here at the Game Awards, but I just keep thinking like, wow, what a different experience for them. When they said that Remedy was developing that, I thought I misread it. It was like, oh, is there like another studio that just has that name? No, right. This it's, is Remedy Entertainment. It's the, exa- it's, the, it's the flip side of how I felt when uh, uh, Respawn was doing Fallen Order. I'm like, Respawn, the studio that came from Call of Duty that built Titanfall and Apex Legends, they're doing a Star Wars game? What? With like, you know, Soulsborne light-esque, you know, methodical combat? What do you mean? What? That makes no sense. So this is kind of the flip side of that where like, you know, Remedy, known for their you know their horror survival or you know their 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 stories i guess for the most part coming in and making a shooter game it's going to be interesting yeah yeah absolutely uh can't wait to get my hands on that whenever that's here excited to see it finally announced uh even even in the the show i remember going guys 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 that's ellen wake i just started freaking out i was like i know that voice uh here we are so this one uh, was also early in the show, a game I've been waiting for since I played the original. Uh, we're getting the Senua Saga Hellblade 2. So this got a really good trailer. This, uh, I'll say this is a high point of the event. As somebody who didn't even play uh, Hellblade, the first one, I'm, I'm interested and I definitely want to play it before this, but I haven't even played it. I was, I was glued to the screen, man. What an incredible cinematic and gameplay reveal. They're, man, Ninja Theory, absolute wizards over there, what they're doing. It's impressive stuff. I, I played the original game last year on the Xbox One uh, X, and very psychological game. They tell you, you know, it's a lot about mental health. Play it with a headset because you hear a lot of the whispering that's going on that's meant to simulate what's going on in someone's head. And it's a very serious in tone game there's not a it's not a fun game uh per se it is is dark in tone and as i said the the subject matter is serious so it tackles the issue in an interesting way and i really respect it watching some of the behind the scenes stuff uh and talking about mental health and ninja theory plus how they recorded some of the stuff is really fascinating and then some of the visuals that they had to get to make uh all of this jive Really interesting stuff. Download it. It's on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, play through the game. You could probably play through it in, in see, anywhere from 7 to 10 hours. Uh, I, I can't remember what it was. It's a little bit linear. That's not bad. A little bit of side stuff. It's, it's worth your time. You'll know very early on in the game if you want to keep going. You may say this is not for me. But I encourage you to, to download it and play it if you haven't had the chance to do so. The, uh, the good news is you're going to have a while to get that done <laughs> because we made a little bet as to what we thought the release date was going to show on the screen after. I said it was just going to say 2022. You said it was going to be in the first quarter, the first half of 2022. I forgot which one it was. Uh, we got nothing. We, we, we didn't even get a breadcrumb. They're just like, nope. No chance, guys. We're not. We're not even. I we're respect not. it. Me too. Me too. I, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. I, you know, I always but hope. I, I hope for dates. I hope to know when stuff is coming out. It's always fun to you know start planning for that stuff. But you know, if it's not ready, it's not ready. 
I'm the definition of like a crying baby gamer. Like I respect it, but damn it, give me something. Give me a time frame. What are yeah. you doing? You know, I, I'm that person that's like, dude, show me, show me the game as early as you possibly can. Give me the hype. I don't care. I don't care if we see, you know, the sequel to God of War at the next three E3s or whatever. I, I, I'm, I just, I want to see that stuff uh, as soon as I possibly can. Oh, Josiah dropped out. I wonder if he's gonna come back. Maybe I mentioned God of War and he just got so upset he wanted to leave for the day. He usually pops right back in. We'll see. Not back in. Oh, wait, he's back. Look at him. Look at his little logo. Funny enough, your avatar is wearing the same jacket you are right now. So it's like you never left. It's like you never left. I know. Never mind that beard. Right. Uh, yeah. What beard? Never seen it. That's funny. No, that, was, that was smooth. We'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep it rolling here. I don't know. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, I'm really surprised by the way that we didn't see a time frame because that was teased at E3 a few years ago I want to say. It was and, and that game and that was like a pretty lengthy gameplay reveal too, right? Yeah, so I I'm legitimately surprised that we're not Who knows? This could all be a part of the thing. They could be like, "Yeah, it's coming out in a few months." Like they could play that game and be like, "Hey, it's coming out this fall." You know? I'm with you there because I wonder if I wonder how much Xbox Game Pass affects that. Like, do they really need a long marketing campaign to drum up the hype? about their their first party studios anymore, their first party games anymore, because most of the people that are already or that are going to play that game already own it because they're already Game Pass subscribers. So like who are you selling it to? Obviously you want to make a marketing push, get you know, drop drum up hype for the game, but like, I don't know. Do you really need to, you know, advertise that date that far ahead that far ahead? No, plus there's there's some heavy hitters next year, you know, most notably Starfield uh in November. So uh, yeah, they don't. They don't really have to do anything, and maybe gonna, just maybe they learned their lesson with with Halo and been like, okay, we got to really backtrack here and take our time, you know? Right. And I'm gonna go on the record and say that they didn't learn their lesson with Halo because there's no chance Starfield comes out next fall. It's not happening. It's, you're not. You're not playing oh. Starfield next fall. Going on the record right now, you're not playing Starfield in 2022. Sorry, dude. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. There's not a chance. I, never, I don't care. There's no chance. I never considered that. Until you said it just now. I, I, I've i seen the date 2022 and fall and all that stuff, and I've never considered that it was coming out next year. No chance. It's the November 11th, right? Like, that's the Skyrim date that's special with Bethesda and all that. Like, that's... Yeah, right. With the pandemic and who, who knows what. Maybe they'll hit one of Skyrim's other release dates. Maybe they'll hit Skyrim <laughs> Switch release date or something like that, or the, the Samsung fridge release date, whatever. But it's not coming out on next year for sure. Sorry, guys. Wow, I like I like the hot take there. The hot take of disappointment there. We'll see what happens. Uh, the Halo TV show. What a gorgeous trailer we got for the Beautiful. Paramount Plus series that's coming up. Man, they nailed it. There's not a thing that I would change with all of that. It uh, finally feels real. We've been hearing about a Halo movie TV show since I feel like 2001, since Halo dropped, right? Like I've I feel like every every four to five years we hear about a new halo live action product project and like the closest we've gotten is that halo forward unto dawn like mini series that was you know released on xbox and that was like okay at best so i'm, I'm glad and this actually feels real i'm glad we're gonna actually gonna get something yeah it's, it's gorgeous it looks and sounds like halo cannot wait for that to get here that's gonna be a day one binge for me um we got, a, as I mentioned, a Suicide Squad kill the Justice League trailer. I don't really have much to say about it other than that's Rocksteady, and I, I love Rocksteady, so I cannot wait to, to see what that looks like. Um, hopefully we get that later in 2022, but I'm not holding my breath. 
Sonic Frontiers. Sonic is the hot property right now, right? Dude, I, what do we got, Sean? I don't know. I, I don't. I haven't played a Sonic game since the Genesis. Probably, I haven't actually picked up the controls on a Sonic game. But I will tell you, I love the first movie. That was that was one of those movies where it's like I didn't, you know, I didn't see it in theaters. Pandemic happened. And I was just looking for stuff to watch, and I was like actively looking to support um, like the day and date digital releases because I'm a big you know proponent of that. But especially during the pandemic, all these people sitting on movies, I'm like, just put them out. Let me watch them digitally. So I bought Sonic right away. And uh, I loved it. It was a lot of fun. So I mean, I, I think I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna try to be a new, you know, a, a brand new Sonic fan here in 2021, uh, 2022. I'm with you. I have not really played much of anything Sonic, and yeah. enjoyed the movie. But from the gaming standpoint, ironically, have not done much, and that that might be my opportunity. So right. all we know uh, is that Jim it's Perry. like an open open world ish type thing. I mean, like you know they. <laughs> like an idiot saying this again, but like, you know, Breath of the Wild inspiration where you've got, I feel like anything with like green and blue and vastness, you're, you're going to, people are just going to compare it to Breath of the Wild at, the, at this point, but. Oh, hundred you know, yeah, percent. Yeah. That's how it goes. For sure. But it, I think, you know, I think I'm going to download that on my OLED, by the way, because Ooh. I need, I need, I never finished it. So I, I need to go through Breath of the oh, Wild. Oh, oh my yeah, I had to take a few steps to get, get with you there. I, yeah, I'm still very like, it's one of those. I wouldn't even say it's one of those things we disagree on. I think it's just one of those things that I know if you committed to, you'd be right there with me. Because Breath of the Wild is so special, and I and I know it would hit. Like there's a there's a world where Josiah plays that game, and he just absolutely falls in love with it. And I just want that world to collide with this one. Well, that's all I needed to hear, folks. It's <laughs> good enough for me. <laughs> is that a good sales pitch, um, Judy? You you get me, man. You get me. That's all there is to it. Um. Yeah, so Sonic uh, Frontiers next fall, I believe we got for a time frame on that. Uh, Jim Carrey, freaking hysterical. Yeah, that was good. They were just, I feel like they were just like, hey, Jim, talk uh, talk about the the upcoming movie. And he just went He's off like, no, I'm accent. good. I'm good. I'm not going to talk about the movie at all. <laughs> the accent and the saying. Yeah, whatever like, he's talking about. His Scottish grandfather always told him to, I forget at this point. But, grinder? <laughs> yeah. <the> grinder? <laughs> but I don't even know, dude. I was just dying. So often, I think these like these celebrity, you know, these A-list Hollywood celebrities and the, the video game crossovers just don't go very well just because the person, the celebrity has no clue what this industry is like. I, I bet Jim Carrey is the same way, but for him it works because he's, he's just so freaking funny, man. Off the wall, hysterical. I was in tears. I'm gonna go watch it after this again. Yeah. Uh, speaking of celebrities, Keanu seemed a little bit awkward during the the whole and the Matrix thing, right? Like, yeah. It was like, all right, what's going on here? Right. Uh, that kind of made news today, which is funny to me. Um, that it's funny that this is news, first of all, but second of all, the the news is that he never played Cyberpunk like any minute of it, and the problem is. CD Projekt Red said before the game came out that Keanu played it and he, he really had a good time. Oh. I don't see why we give a crap. It's only funny to me because, it, again, it's news. And second of all, Cyberpunk cannot buy a good break. A good headline. PR. No. Like nothing. No. Not one iota. Anything that's a little bit bad, everyone it, leeches onto, which is justifiable, by the way. It it's is. It's just really funny. It, it's like it, it'll go down in history as the example of nothing is sacred. Nothing is sacred. It doesn't matter what you do, man. It doesn't matter what you do. Like you, you're telling me CG, CD Project Red is taking all this heat. If you would have told me that two years two years ago, I'd be like, "There's no chance this game is nothing but a masterpiece." And even if it's not, everyone's gonna love it anyways because it's CD Project Red. Nothing is sacred. It could have been mediocre. It could have been fine. 
and then everyone would have loved it. And here we are a year later. We don't have the PS5 update yet. It's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, it's it's messy. I just um, quite a, quite an interesting development to say the least. Is there a property I, you can think of that's like that can do no wrong that couldn't have that fate? Like a a developer, a studio, a movie franchise? Like uh, I, I used to think that way until until CD Projekt Red. To be honest, like I used to think there was stuff that was you know that was untouchable, but now now it's over. It's over. Kojima. Okay, yeah, there's a lot of nerds out there, you're right. A lot of nerds out there. I, I, He has such a following. He's the one that comes to mind where like, he could just be like, I did CD, I, I did uh, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk 2077. And all of a sudden, the, Meta, the Metacritic is like a 97. <laughs> I did this game, and here's why I think it's special. And people uh, will be like, that's so meta, you know? That makes like, so much sense, dude. It was broken on purpose because we're broken as people, man. <laughs> Right. Like, no, it's just a shitty game. <laughs> like, sorry, everybody. Um, he, I, I said this on the live stream, I think. I think Cyberpunk is to video games what Suicide Squad is to 2016 uh, movies. Right, I can't or Movies in general. It, it was, to me, the sure bet of that year. I was like, this, this movie's going to be great. It feels like Guardians of the Galaxy, but DC, all this stuff. Nope. Nope, couldn't have been wrong. More wrong. When when all this the reviews started dropping, I was legitimately shocked. I mean, so. when the when the reviews started dropping, it was good because they gave out just PC codes and like that game was like a eighty eight for the first week. You know, oh, I met I met Suicide Squad, but oh, gotcha, yes, gotcha, gotcha. You, yep, you, never mind. You are also correct. Yeah, I get you. That that was that was all very shady. What a crazy, that, yeah. Just, oh my gosh, the Not history exactly. of cyberpunk. Maybe that game will <laughs> come out by twenty seventy seven. So. John, I know you're excited about this one. Cuphead DLC. The delicious last course coming June 30th, 2022. I have not taken the dive in. I told you I would about a year and a half ago. But early days of the pandemic, you said, screw it. I'm going to do this. Yeah. And you beat. You conquered Cuphead. I love Cuphead so much. That game is so charming. So yeah, like you said, like I, I bought Cuphead the day it came out for Xbox One back in, back when it was uh, exclusive to that and back when it launched. I'm like, this game is so cool. The soundtrack is cool. The art style is incredible. Oh, it's really hard. Like they said it was going to be hard. It's really hard. I remember I couldn't even finish the first run and gun level. So if you're not familiar with Cuphead, there are boss battles, which is kind of the point of the game. But there's also these platforming levels that are called run and gun levels. And they're difficult, but they're not generally as hard as the boss battles. I couldn't even finish the first run and gun, dude. I probably put like 40 tries into it. I'm like, I just can't get it. I'm done. And I like I got frustrated and something else came out. But when the you know the pandemic happened and the game was out on Switch, and I'm like, I just need something to just clear my mind. And I just locked myself basically in this room for like three days, and I just crushed Cuphead. I just got addicted to it, and I got addicted to the pain and the loss. And like, the game the game is <laughs> yeah. very fair. Like every it's it's like a you know as I, I assume as I assume people would uh, describe the the Bloodborne and the Souls games is like it's fair. If you if you died, you know why you did something wrong, but it's still difficult. Cuphead is that, but it's whimsical and it's fun and it's really cool. So, yeah, and it, I will say that it, I didn't realize that the <laughs> that the DLC was also Delicious Last Course until the Game Awards. That was like a light bulb moment for me. I'm like, oh, they're really calling it DLC Island, huh? Why wouldn't they go with the name? Oh, it is, <laughs> it is Delicious Last Course DLC. Good job, guys. You did real good there. Um, so that you know, I'm dumb. But yeah, I can't wait to get more Cuphead. We were talking a little bit about it earlier. Uh, it, it's like a whole, you know, the, the game is broken up into three different islands and this is a whole new island. So it's like a whole third of the game you're getting here. So it's a, it's a lot of content. 
I can't wait. I can't wait to be crying and frustrated and breaking stuff again. I own it for Xbox. I'm going to play it eventually. I'm going to get there. I know I will. I just, it's going to be the right time. I'm going to sit there one night, not plan it and be like, I'm playing Cuphead. Dude, I'm just it, doing this. It, it's like, it's it's gratification like I've never had in a game. It's like the, it's like you, you boot up one of these boss battles for the first time and you're like, there's no way. Like I did these last two. Like I, I worked hard at that. There's just no chance I beat this. This is insane. And then you just spend some more time with it and you're like, oh, okay, there's a pattern there, a pattern there. It's like, it starts coming together. And then you get into like maybe that hour long process where like, all right, I understand this. I just have to execute this. I can do this. And then when you do it, it's like, it's crazy. I Dude, this is going to sound... Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't care what it sounds like, but I made this comparison when I beat this game. It, it felt like when I graduated from college and I looked back on all of the courses that I that I got, you know, my grades in. I got my my final transcript from college. I'm like, I did this. I did that. I did that. I did that. I accomplished all of that. And when I beat Cuphead and I looked back at all the bosses I beat, I'm like, I did that. I did all of that. <laughs> I, I just got to get you like a diploma, like a certificate now. Like, I, oh, the, the game gives it. you one. The game gives you one. I got one. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, yeah I, I want to play it on Xbox. Uh, but, well, I own it there already, but because of the achievements. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to eventually get through that. I just it's going to be the right time and temperament for me. I would like uh, to do that together. I would like to, to be there. We got to plan that. We talk a lot about plans need, and gaming and stuff like that, but that'd be a fun one. Commit. I need the support for sure. I uh, I gotta have that. So we'll see. We'll see. Because I had a lot of that with Courtney. Because uh, we were, you know, like I said, it was pandemic time, and I was just like grinding that game way on my Switch, and she was watching me, and like she was not coaching me, but like we were talking about the patterns and the things that we had that I had to do. So like it, it's kind of fun to play, you know, with somebody either critiquing you and making you more frustrated, or at least helping a little bit. So maybe we do like a a long stream. We set some some time aside on a weekend, and we like do a a Cuphead day. I'm 100% in for that. And then I think what should happen is if I'm down on myself, it's not going well to make me feel better, Derek has to eat a death wing. And then I'll be good. You that, know, I'll be like, if you could do that, I could do this. Anything I'm missing from... <laughs> anything i'm missing from the game awards here before we wrap up that discussion? Uh, scrolling through quickly, I think we... Oh, wait, this is a big one. This is a big one. PUBG is now free. Everyone's been everyone. That's not a big one. That's that's, that's sarcasm. Has there been more if, of a? Has there been a game that's died so quickly because of its competitor? Where we talked about it on the stream. PUBG came out and like it was the thing. Everyone's like, "Yo, battle royales are actually really fun." It's not the first to do it, but this is approachable, and I'm loving it. And like all I'm doing is getting chicken dinners and playing PUBG. And Fortnite's like, "Oh, we could do that." Oh, we're going to keep doing that. And it's free. And it's on everything. And then all of a sudden, Fortnite's the biggest game since Minecraft. And then no one even talks about PUBG. So I just wanted it's to It's kind of amazing to see that that fall off with, like you said, because of the competition there. It's just, yeah, it's night and day. It's insane. Um, but yeah, I think other than that, we, we covered the, the stuff that interests, interests us at least. So, John, favorite non-Star Wars Eclipse moment or, or announcement or award, you name it, anything that comes to mind. Um, it's Cuphead, and again, this is—it's not even an announcement. It's a date, and it's just a reminder. In the first, I think some of the first gameplay footage and of these new bosses, it's just—it's uh, just the invitation to come back to Cuphead. That is uh, just got me so excited. So that's for sure my answer. It's Alan Wake for me. That was a long time coming. I feel like I've emotionally invested in this for a long time, and to finally get that payoff was very, very 
rewarding. Uh, to take it a step further, we didn't talk about any of the uh, awards for the night. It Takes Two comes home with Game of the Year honors. That's a big deal. That's so cool. I mean, it's so cool. I, I think we're in a year where there's no runaway AAA. You know, there, there's no God of War. There's no Breath of the Wild. There's no, you know, that game doesn't exist this year. I mean, Deathloop was great and, you know, critically acclaimed, but there's maybe some things that it could have done better to, to stand out on that front. So it's so cool to see a game like It Takes Two deservedly take the crown. The game is so cool. And again, we're going to, you and I are going to dive in and play it together. I've played probably two, three hours of it. And like just me and my buddy Kyle just could never, never got back together to do it. Game is special, man. I am very excited to to take that step with you. That's going to be great. We got to do that soon. So we, we can talk about it for game of the year. Um, death loop, an amazing, amazing candidate to have it. Not win is, is tough, but all the hype is worth it there. You had a game like resident evil do so well, ratchet and clank. We haven't really touched on that at an amazing year. So many good entries there. Life is strange, uh, which you've been a big champion of. I'm going to get into that very shortly. Didn't even get nominated. I was very upset about that. Snubbed on a a few awards throughout the night. It felt like, yeah, I agree. But uh, a big step up in terms of recognition from prior life is strange games. So for what it's worth, we'll take the glass half full there. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it for the game awards yeah. uh, for me. Uh, what a what a wonderful night! This was my favorite one yet. I've enjoyed every year so far. Last year was great for me with the Mass Effect reveal as a big Mass Effect fan. But uh, just between the announcements and the fun and us doing this together and live streaming on the Geekiverse for the first time, this was just a, a special special time. Yeah. Agreed. I think we should probably mention the fact that there was some new Elden Ring gameplay. That's probably like maybe the second biggest headline for most of gamers besides Star Wars. I think people love, you know, people love those games. Um, not for either of us. So, you know, we should just, you know, give it its, give it its mention. It's worth it. I agree. I, I want to like that game. I just feel like there, I, I still think there's a world, there. right? And even like, I still think that one day I'll, I'll, give bloodborne a chance I'll, I'll give bloodborne a chance but i just think that day has never come yet so we'll see we'll see it's so funny with bloodborne i bought that and sekiro black friday two years ago uh got through my list uh, to kind of catch up on games played uh popped bloodborne in and i was like here we go i played an hour and i was like i'm done and i uninstalled it yeah, and it's bizarre, but I was like, I'm not doing this. I, I Sekiro did, is still in the packaging. So I, I did the same thing with Bloodborne as I just booted it up and I was still I was just in like the intro, you know, world or whatever, whatever you want to call it. The first little part of the map. And like, I, I just wasn't digging the vibes. It was like I had to go find something. I'm like, I don't know. That wasn't that wasn't very intuitive the way you told me to do that. I'm not really sure what I'm looking for. Like, I'm not feeling this. I just balanced. It was really, really quick. And again, like I know that gameplay loop is something that can get me. You talk like it platformers are usually what do it for me. You talk about a game like Cuphead, you talk about a game like Celeste, uh, you know, some of the Mario games, but you know, Rayman games, stuff like that. I love platformers and I love difficulty when it comes to them. So I know that there's that trial and error. I have to learn how this pattern works. I know that gameplay loop will get me. I just need to get past the I don't know, whatever I don't like about Bloodborne. One day I will. I think for me uh, I'm not I'm not good at at challenging games like a Soulsborne game. I also struggle with patience. And to me, I'm I'm like, I would rather play four other video games in the time that it's going to take me to beat this because I'm not good at it. And I don't care about the story to boot. 
in, t- in addition to the challenge. So that's where it's a tough sell for me. But I respect people that love the idea of that and want to play it. And like a Demon Souls game, you name it. It's just it's not it's not for me, and that's okay, you know, to to get to that realization. I think. Yeah. Fair enough. So. The Game Awards, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, youtube.com slash thegeekiverse. Let us know what was your favorite moment, any games that you wanted to see that didn't occur, any games that got snubbed that came out in 2021. Hit us in the comments section. Lots of good stuff going on at the Geekiverse. We've got Busy Sticks that is just rolling right now. John and I are having an absolute blast talking about video games every week. Whether you listen on podcast services around the globe or you're watching at youtube.com slash thegeekiverse, we love talking about video games and we want you to be a part of the conversation. So join us on the aforementioned social media. If you like and support what we do and can throw some money our way, we'd appreciate it at patreon.com slash the Geekiverse. Uh, also check out the geekiverse.storeenvy.com for all of your Geekiverse merchandise. I do want to give a quick shout out uh, to our friends over at 26 shirts. They've got an incredible shirt going on this week. They're not sponsoring this show, but we, we got to talk about it. I've got my game day shirt on, which is uh, the uh, Green Day Dookie album cover, but it's it's all Buffalo Bills themed. Uh, that's not the shirt I'm talking about. The shirt I'm talking about came out uh, today, actually, for the time of recording. It's the basically a Buffalo Bills version of Venom. It's a symbiote shirt. Uh, you can go to 26shirts.com and pick that up right now. It's only available for a limited time. And once it's gone, it is gone forever. The great thing about 26 shirts is that when you buy a shirt from them or any sort of merchandise, a chunk of that uh, goes to a family, a person, or a charity in need. So you're not only getting a, a great piece of merchandise, you are helping someone who really needs you a lot. And a, another special shout out to Del Reed and the awesome people at 26 Shirts. They ran a shirt campaign, unbeknownst to me, uh, for my aunt, Sue McGee, who, who's uh, on and off battling cancer here for the, the last few years. Every every little kind of hitch in the road has, has come her way, but she's met every challenge. You know, God willing, she'll keep doing that. But 26 Shirts launched a campaign to, to do the, it was the, the Buffalo Winter Smile t-shirt. Uh, and it sold over 100 cert- shirts. So it, it did a nice job. We appreciate you and the community for stepping up. Of course, that's a little extra special near and dear to me because that is my aunt and I love her. So thanks for doing what you do and uh, checking out 26shirts.com. John, Daisy, when she, my daughter, when she watches my phone and looks at Disney+, Plus, it's a, it's a lot of kids-based stuff. We've got her own profile on there. It's a lot of Tangled and Moana and Frozen, which I like. But recently, what she has started to pick up a little bit, there's. I'm gonna, I don't remember the name of the series, but it's a kid's version of Spider-Man and Friends. Oh, yeah. I think it is Spider-Man and Friends. I think that's I what I think it's you called. got it. Yeah. So I, I, I keep seeing that. It's like it's like Spider-Man and Miles and Gwen, right? Yes. I'm tempted now, to press play on that bad boy. <laughs> I How this has gone recently, which is great with another kid on the way because we're getting into a groove here, is, is mom goes to bed as she always goes to bed way early. It is what it is. Daisy and I sit on the couch. I play Halo or whatever. Daisy watches Disney Plus on my phone. And lately, it has been Spider-Man to the point where she has said, Spider-Man, John, you're going to be so proud, is her favorite superhero. <laughs> we Shout got out it. to Daisy. So the reason I bring this up is not just because of how awesome I think that is, or amazing, I should say. But, John, we've got Spider-Man this week. We already mentioned it. 
three sleeps away, my friend. I we're gonna be watching Spider Man. I'm at the point where I just want to stop thinking about it because the more I think about it, the more I don't want it to be right now. I want it to be Thursday at seven forty five Eastern time. So like, every time I think about it, I get sad because it's it's not happening yet. It's it's it, like you said, man. It, it's getting up there. the The hype is real. We're in we're we're in the end game now. Pun certainly intended. Um, it's, you know, it's the biggest movie since Endgame, right? Absolutely. What an awesome, exciting time. The lead up is part of the fun. Yeah, it's it's crappy that the the websites crash and we can't get through on the app, whether it's Fandango or Regal. But what good memories there of you, me, and JT going through the chat and not being able to get those tickets right away. And then I we fell get them asleep. And then I get them. And- I fell asleep <laughs> with my phone in my hand. I woke up at like four in the morning and my phone is just dangling off on my pillow and I've got like 19% battery. I'm like, I should charge this. Oh, I didn't get tickets. Oh, they're going to be gone. Going to bed. <laughs> like that was, that was, that was my roller coaster. I fell asleep after that, but luckily, luckily we got some tickets. Things worked out, but oh. I, I stayed up till about two 30, uh, hoping to, to get where I had to go. I had the Mandalorian, uh, in the background there. Didn't get there, but when I woke up the next day, tickets were available. Yeah, they were actually kind of widely available before we, before you and I even talked. I think we didn't even touch base until like what, like seven or eight o'clock. I was up at like six, and I'm like, "There's a lot of tickets left. I don't know what to do. I don't know how many Josiah needs. I don't know how many we all need as a group." So like, I just sat there. I'm like, "Oh well, there's a bunch left. Hopefully Josiah hits me up soon." But that was funny. Could have been devastating, but you know what? We got them, folks. We did it. We did <laughs> I it almost as fast as I bought the switch when John sent me that link. So there we are. Can't wait to talk about it. You know, we're going to be talking a lot of Spider-Man John, because we were talking about Spider-Man here, I'm going to ask you to share your social media as per usual, but speaking of Spider-Man and Marvel, what other show can people at the Geekiverse look forward to? We've got a long running series. It wasn't supposed to be as long running as it currently is, but Life happens, but it doesn't matter. These movies are evolving out. Uh, we've got the MCU reviewed, so we we are we are going through each and every film in the in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're going in release order, and we are just about at Captain Marvel. So whenever uh, Josiah, myself, uh, and Elida, very special guest, uh, Elida, who made an awesome appearance on our, our Geeks Give Back uh, giveaway, or not giveaway, but our charity event, told an awesome story there. Um, she'll be on that episode as well because she's been a great supporter of that uh, that series, and she's uh, always fun to talk to. So we can't wait to to record that. Um, but we're getting there. We're getting there, man. We're, we're hopefully going to plan something special for Endgame. Maybe do something in person. We haven't figured it out quite yet. Maybe a live stream. But that's kind of that, even though there's a couple of films after that, that kind of feels like the apex where we should uh, maybe start celebrating that series. So it's been a lot of fun. MCU review. Check it out. Absolutely. On social media, also, you can find John at Disruptoid. He is everywhere. Uh, we've got some good stuff there. You know, you know he's going to be talking about Spider-Man, so can't wait for that. Uh, Don't talk about actually- Spider-Man right now. Don't you dare... Put that evil on me. This is like part. Of, this is this is part of the lead up. This like the song and dance and like the ninja. Like stay away from that word on social media right now because that movie's like out other places. It's like I think tomorrow it comes out in New Zealand or even like tonight. Admit, don't talk about Spider Man. Leave it alone. Dude, I I am not going on any sort of social media, which is not uncommon for me. But I'm really not going to do it this week. I'm staying away from it. I'm going to post this show when we post this. And that's it. I'm staying away until after Spider-Man because I'm not risking it. This is too big. I am terrified of TikTok. 
because TikTok doesn't oh. TikTok doesn't care. You just keep scrolling. There's no the algorithm is just like, all right, hey bro, I know you like Spider Man. Here's a Spider Man video. Happened to me with Venom two. Luckily, I had no I had no plans to see Venom part two. But I'm just scrolling through TikTok, and all of a sudden, I see the end credit screen or end end credit scene. I'm like, okay, awesome, good for me. I'm glad that I saw that because I wanted to. But imagine if this was No Way Home. Oh, I don't know what to do. I might have to throw my phone in the garbage, put it in the freezer or something. I don't know what to do. John, I think you gotta stay away. But so it's almost it's almost Tuesday. We're almost at Tuesday. Then we, we just got to get through Tuesday and Wednesday and most of Thursday. And then we're there. That's like 30 hours of TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of time. You got to stay away. All right. <sighs> on, uh, as I said on social media, I'm at Josiah D. Leroy. If you want to friend me on Xbox or PlayStation, I am Brosiah. That's it. He I am sure Brosiah. Is. He is. Hit me up there. I'm not lying. Can't wait to talk MCU. Can't wait to talk more video games with you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Busy Sticks. For Baba Yaga himself, John Fick, I'm Josiah Leroy. We're going to catch you soon. Have a wonderful, wonderful night. And stay away from Spider-Man spoilers.